Hello and welcome to the Flashback Cartoon Hour. I'm your loving bald host with the most, Nick, Captain N, La Scola. And somehow you're going to go that. I'm Tony. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, today we are talking about the 1989 television series, Captain N. Captain N is an American-Canadian animated television series that aired as part of the Saturday morning cartoon lineup on NBC. The series ran for a total of three seasons in 34 episodes from September 9th, 1989 to October 26th, 1991. And that's no surprise there, folks. Uh, for the first two seasons, each episode averaged a runtime of about 22 minutes, but by season three, the series was reduced to only 11 minutes, as it now shared a half-hour time slot with fellow Nintendo series Super Mario World. Uh, production companies of the series are Saban Productions for Season 1 and Deke Animation City. Same people who made Captain Planet. Yes, and right? also the Karate Kid. Yes, we talked a lot about them, so go check out our previous episodes of Captain Planet and um, the Karate Kid. Bam! Advertising. Executive producer is Andy Hayward. Main writers for the show are Jeffrey Scott, who wrote for 13 episodes. Dennis O. Flattery, if you couldn't tell, might be a little Irish, wrote <laughs> four episodes. There's a big O, and that's how you know. <laughs> Matt Uitz, who I think I got that right, who wrote four episodes, and Michael Marrer, Jeffrey Scott's brother, who also wrote four episodes. Few other writers came in and out throughout the rest of the series to write an episode or two. Haim Saban and Shuki Levy composed all the background music for the first season, while Michael Tavara, Tavera, uh, we're going to go with Tavera, took over for season two and three's background score. Tavera also provided orchestrations and arrangements for the music in season one. Brief in-studio covers of contemporary pop music were used in chase scenes for the first season. These were removed after the show went into syndication due to copyright issues. Original songs loosely based on existing music were used in action sequences in seasons two and three. In particular, there's one ripoff of Danger Zone, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, the first episode is called Kevin in Video Land. To fulfill an ancient prophecy, Kevin is destined to become the hero of Captain N and the Game Master, and save Videoland from evil forces led by Mother Brain from the floating world-slash-fortress called Metroid. So what's really cool about this series is a lot of uh, popular Nintendo characters of the day make their appearances. By the time Kevin arrives on the scene, Mother Brain has almost succeeded in capturing the Palace of Power and conquering all of Videoland. Kevin in video land is armed with a zapper and a belt buckle shaped like an nes controller and duke his dog appears suddenly on the other side of the earth of the ultimate warp zone before the end team which consists of princess lana the acting ruler of video land as the first episode explains the absence of her father the king simon belmont from the castlevania series mega man from his own series and pit <laughs> From the Kid Icarus series, although, as a note, the character is referred to as Kid Icarus throughout the entire series. 
None of the end team showed any confidence in Kevin's ability at first, and who could blame them? However, <laughs> after Lana is kidnapped by the enemy shortly after Kevin's arrival, the reluctant group puts their differences aside, their eggs in a basket, and go on a daring rescue mission with Kevin. That was beautiful, Tony. And on that note, here we go. Video land. Ah, how do you know? <laughs> oh. oh, there he is. The shit stain himself. Oh, yeah, you know Diamond. Or Simon. <laughs> That's fucking sweet. Kid Icarus's voice. I mean, he is a kid, so. Yeah, he's the only kid in the whole uh, voice cast. Really? Yeah, he's the youngest. The guy who plays Kid Icarus is the uh, youngest member of the voice cast. He was only 11 at the time. Well, that's pretty interesting to hear that because you know how a lot of people voice people like 10 years older than like their character and all that stuff. But that's kind of cool. It was a dark day in Video Land. For seven years, Mother Brain's minions have laid siege on the Palace of Power. <laughs> so part of the series um just really quickly and i don't want to give it away but like the character interpretations of of the actual video game characters are interesting to say the least of mother brain I have to say, of all the villains, King Hippo is, like, the biggest letdown. Because I would expect him to be, like, such a force. Yeah, they really made certain characters extra cartoony. Yeah. And that's... I don't know if that makes the series a miss or not. Like, I was, um... I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. Like... I, I guess with that magnitude, right, like, they could have made this a really slick action adventure cartoon. I mean, it, it already kind of is, but, like, uh, they do, like, a hybrid comedy mix. So sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't. And I feel like with some of the character interpretations, like Simon... Simon kind of sucks in this show. According to my research, apparently the writers didn't really know because, like, one, it's like nine, it's the 1980s, so all these games are still pretty new, so they don't really have that said. Like, Mario's not the Mario that we know now. When he's well, you're totally right. But also, like, they, it's clear that they Behold, didn't play any of these the games. Ultimate <laughs> yeah. The writer even stated the reason why he didn't put uh, Summit into the TV show was because he just never heard of the character at the time, but he heard of Mother Brain. And I was like, well, oh, that's weird. How do you hear the villain but not the hero? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Oh, he's getting sucked into the TV Tron style. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing I have to say about that is like Simon. They really did him. Oh, I know. I fucking dirty. Hate him. <laughs> what? How do we get 
talking you know about. who you know who impressed me though um i thought i was gonna hate mega man and he's pretty he's pretty solid throughout the whole show yeah i thought mega man was cool except that one episode where he's mean to mega girl <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Looks like laughs> for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. She's like, I want to be your friend. He's like, Ew, get away from me, you piece of shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> a problem. Uh, uh, Not the problem. Kevin, where am I? Well, you're in Video Land. The ultimate. I already schmitten by the perch You mean like Warp Zone Four and How Super old Mario do you think Brothers? Kevin must be? Something like that. Oh, right there, the real quick. Right there is the only time they mention anything remotely about um Super Mario. Hey, I don't even have my driver's license yet. And this is just the Okay, he just gave it away. Maybe he's 16 or 15. Or oh, 14. yeah, right. He does bring that up a couple times. If he doesn't have his driver's license, he's one of those ages. And our freedom will be lost forever. Hey, you got the wrong guy. I'm going home. Come on, dude. So what I really do like about the series is like how... <laughs> Kevin is kind of like a natural leader of a character. Yeah, kind of like Lionel. Yeah, it, where like he just kind of forms into it. Yeah, and like he's kind of positioned that way. I mean, like uh, compared to Simon, you know, <laughs> Kevin acts like uh, a leader in the series, and he kind of has to be. And it makes sense from the perspective of a show about playing a video game and all that shit. Yeah. Well, and I guess it makes sense why he's chosen to be Captain N. Yeah. Passes the trials and all that jazz. So for the listeners, Mother Brain sounds like a basketball player. Yeah. So for the listeners, we'll go into who plays Mother Brain. Oh great. Because I didn't even look at it. <laughs> It's, it'll, you're gonna, you're gonna, when I uh, tell you, you're gonna sit there and go, wow. <laughs> Who's Michael Jordan? No. Go to the palace and punch out their defenses. Then kidnap the princess and bring her to me. Don't worry, your disgustingness. I'll be back with that chick. Look at those man boobies. They're huge. They're huge, and the nipples are so big. Go with him, you brainless idiot. Yes, your sugar beetness. Yes, yes. Sugar beetness. <laughs> Just always shitting out vegetables. Yo, that's right. I was laughing when I saw that. <laughs> always, always popping them out. Yeah, I think that's like his he shit himself, but like in vegetable. <laughs> and leaves a trail of garbage vegetables. We must cheer her up. Don't fret your little mega mind. There's only one person who can cheer up the princess. Oh, I'm, I'm Simon. Oh. And the who reason why I hate him so much, Let's dude, see. is like it, he's not somewhere. even talented at anything. It's all there the wit. So, the, uh, yeah. It's like he has no skills because they continuously are like, oh, he's the greatest vampire hunter ever. And then, like, he just fucks up all the Yeah, they really make him a boonie in the show, which was an interesting choice considering if you've ever played Castlevania. And I think that's where a lot of expectation versus reality and, like, you hear about the show and you think it's something and then it's just not. 
what you thought it was, and it's like, oh, interesting. And that's how I feel about how they interpreted Simon. It's like, I thought they were going to, like, really put him up there. But. Yeah, yeah, like, really <laughs> dig into, like, the video games and, like, make him into this total badass. And then yeah, they turn yeah. out this whole vein. Literally, he just got beaten by a sack. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, kind of, like, you know, maybe give him, like, his own episode where he just kicks ass the whole time, and, like, he really shows off a skill, but it's always the second fiddle shit. I mean, even Link gets it better than Simon, and that's cool, but... Well, I like that how, like, season one was really a pissing contest between Kevin and Simon, and then season two is kind of a pissing contest between Link and... Kevin and Yo, that was hilarious. Kind of that was hilarious when fucking another Link fucking is... rug just takes it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they sh- oh, roll her up in a rug. That's great. Just fine, thank you. Can I come in? That's Cap. That's the savior of the fucking universe, getting fooled by King Something funny's going on, Duke. Oh, but he knows. He's oh, gonna yeah, shoot that really door is. down. He's like, Princess Lana. I'm Captain Aaron. Put her down. <laughs> Put her down. <laughs> that was very firm, Kevin. <laughs> I love how they fucking threw Simon through the warp zone. And the one thing about this show is there's fucking warp zones everywhere, and they always fall through. Mm. They do so much falling through warp zones where they're like, oh, such and such fell into wow. this warp zone. This now we gotta go get him. They can come up at any time. You ever play the first Super Mario Brothers? Of course. Alright, cool. You ever find it's, the area? Oh, fucking, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, no, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But that didn't that music slap? Yeah. But okay, so like, you, you know what I was talking about. What was I going to talk about? The When you're in the underground, uh, uh-huh. the second level, and then you jump up and go to the warp pipes. All right, Princess. all right, word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come, on, <Duke. laughs> there you go. Come on, Duke. You got Do you think, do you think Duke's the We've most... Capable of the group. Oh yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> Dogs, Dogs can do fun. anything, <laughs> especially in cartoons. No, seriously. <laughs> I mean, just when you think you're by yourself, your dog shows up right behind you. <laughs> not so fast. As the highest-ranking officer of her highness's court, not to mention her dearest friend, I shall give the orders. Mega Man, shine my boots. Kid Icarus, I could use a little trim. Not too much off the top, however. <laughs> That's a fuck him up, Mega Man. That's Kid Icarus and Mega Man putting him in place so fast. Oh, yeah. It takes two slow people. <laughs> Oh, oh, it takes guys. himself. No uh, wonder video Simon the there. War. These guys are just fighting themselves. We've got to rescue the princess. Holy shit. He paused it. Kevin paused Simon, them. Get me a map of Videoland. 
So the, the, the NES controller for the listeners becomes his belt, and like when he presses the button, different shit happens. If he taps to the side, he can like boost side dodge and shit like that. But when he presses pause, everything around him pauses for like a few seconds while he can fuck around. No, I won't. Yeah, basically he's like Adam Sandler, but cooler. Ooh. Maybe, Which is kind of maybe maybe this no movie. Tell I mean, maybe the show I'll influenced that movie. Oh yeah, click. Uh, no, well, uh. I mean, he would have been a fan of this. Would he? Have? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Imagine I mean, him coming in and doing a guest appearance on the show. Adam Sandler in Adam Sandler world. Abby Dooby. Oh shit! I love these guys too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. So one thing that is pretty cool about the show is the music. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, especially in, in um, uh, the later season, they they know, get dude, a lot better with no the music. Choice. Different people yeah. do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't Metroid. It's Congo Land. Congo Land. But that's the home of Donkey Kong. Dun, dun, dun. Taking a bath. <laughs> Oh my right god, it's a giant right gorilla dick! <laughs> Literally <laughs> right in his dick area. <laughs> right <up> the dong. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why he's pissed. He's like, what are you doing there? Oh my god, it's Dong Key Kong. I'm I'm very shocked that they turned him into like a King Kong-esque character. Maybe that's all they had to work with. If you think about it, back in the day, the but original I mean, in the original Donkey. ones, he wasn't that much taller than like Mario and uh, Pauline. Wait, we've got to get Kid Icarus. Maybe they're just playing off an already popular idea. Yeah, I think so. Mixing the two. After all, I mean, keep in mind, Canadians made this show. Uh, people from Canada. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. People from Canada made the show, so it's possible that they may or may not. I don't know, maybe like connected the dots. <laughs> they were I, just I, like, oh, Kong. I think you were right the first time. I think it was kind of like a nod at the whole, like, oh, Donkey Kong, King Kong, Kong Kong, the Kong Kong. It's it, it, it's definitely either or, right? It's like, oh, Kong, yeah, of course. He's, he's fucking huge. Oh my god, so that's one thing about Kid Icarus, guys, is uh, he adds Icus at the end of every word he says, or sentence, or whatever. Hey, thanks, and he gets, uh... <laughs> You're a pretty good game master after all. Icus. Don't enable him. Before Donkey Kong gives us the big dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you also have to remember Donkey Kong Country wasn't out yet. No, so this was all so, before yeah. that. Yeah, so like modern design. They're like, what does Donkey Kong do when he's not stealing Pauline? 
and honestly, like Metro Mother Brain, like I don't think Mother Brain Mother Brain looks somewhat like that, but I'm not sure it has a face like that. Oh no! So like, there was definitely a lot of liberty, which is interesting. It's like a different interpretation, if you will. Like how in the cinematic universe, uh, different directors make different versions of Spider-Man or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. That's exactly what this is. Trust me. Simon was right. My sensors detect no warp in this area. After all, I mean, look how they interpreted Simon. Jeez. I know. Trust me, he says. Or turning Mega Man green. Or not even calling Kid Icarus pet. I mean, maybe the people who made the show, maybe they just looked at, like, the cereal, like the Nintendo <laughs> cereal, and was like, all right, make them base off of those cereal icons. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's hilarious. You're hilarious. We should make our own show, just called The Cereal, The Practice Club. <laughs> Original. <laughs> Have someone get in, <laughs> sucked into the cereal box. <laughs> Instead of Donkey Kong, it's Tony the Tiger. Yeah, I feel you. Hey guys, this is where we get off. Oh yeah? <laughs> Simon was the first to get off. <laughs> that was a real cool move, Kinetikus. <laughs> I think it's Thanks. Don't thank me yet. I've still got to rescue the princess. Speaking of her high And the pissing contest what? continues. Just like in the fairy tales, the handsome hero will rescue the fair princess from the impenetrable tower. Simon, we've got to do this as a team, remember? Ah, a team. <laughs> so, like, how old do you think Princess Lana is supposed to be? Uh, I don't know. Because she seems old Sorry, enough, Nusen, and then, like, would no she be all hot Princess and heavy Lana over a 15-year-old boy Simon that just got sucked through the TV? <laughs> or is or is Kevin the weird one? Because technically, Lana's probably only, like, four or five years old. Depending on the video game. <laughs> all I have to say is this show seems to try to base itself after real life, where life imitates art. And oh, here we go. Didn't want to have anything to do with video land. No, oh, yeah, see, they're about the same height. I'm assuming she's probably like 15. I also, that this was real. I it is I who should apologize would say, don't worry about it. That princess. if you think about it, look what her options are. <laughs> I don't know. Mega Man seems like he can like change his fingers into some like. Maybe she's not into short guys. I mean, and then she's got what? But who cares if she can just like turn his hand into like a vibrating dildo that goes really fast? <laughs> All right, now you're saying <laughs> you're saying it's not me. <laughs> Hot button missions today. Flashback cartoon. <laughs> what, did, what song did you say this was? Like Billy Jean? It. Oh, Beat It. That was it. Yeah, this is a ripoff of Beat It by Michael Jackson. 
And it sounds like that so that whoever made the show wouldn't get sued. I just noticed that there's not too many um, Mario background noises in this episode. The other thing I wonder about, too, about this show is, like, do they even know that they're in a video? Well, I mean, I know Kevin knows he's in a video game, and obviously, like, the other characters know they're in video land, but, like... We did it! Yeah, because, I mean, Kevin tells them numerous times throughout the series. He's like, oh, I know this game. I'm great at this game. Oh, I've I've played this game a bazillion times. Oh, I know exactly what that is in this game. Yeah, he has. A part of me wonders if, like, this happens with every game master. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not really explored, obviously, but um... I like how they all perfectly lined up. Yeah. <laughs> Uniform, not the I'm not going to do anything, but my whip is going to whoop you. Ah! Whip you. Like right now would be a perfect time for Kid Icarus to hit them with arrows. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen this show? <laughs> no, but I meant like uh, King Hippo and Eggplant Wizard. Oh yeah. But next time, see, already Mother Brain's like is <laughs> there's gonna be a next time. Later at the Palace of Power. The legend may have been right about you after all, Captain N. Yeah, well, I was just lucky, I guess. Personally, I wasn't lucky at all. No, it was skill and razor-sharp timing that allowed me to rescue you and save Videoland from that evil- Thank you, Simon. We're indebted to you. And to the rest of you as well. <laughs> you too, Duke. And as Aww, for you, you, too, you may have Duke. helped me win the battle, but the war is far from over. You will stay and help defend Videoland, won't you? Sorry, Your Highness, but I've got to get back to my world. This is great. Kevin? <laughs> Portal opens up and we just hear Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was cleaning my room before this, so didn't want to risk it. (laughs) You got homework to do. On second thought, I guess I could stay just a little while longer. <laughs> Literally. He's <laughs> like, you know what? Let me just shirk all the ability, everything I have to do in the real world. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah, so like, how old does that kid look right now? Probably like, a teenager. Yeah, like 14, I would say. Yeah. Whoa! Perfectly natural for a cartoon about a kid getting sucked into a video game. I'd be more concerned if it was like a 25 year old or something. (laughs) 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 Uh, We're not that far off. That's great. Keeping within tradition, Tony, on a letter scale from F to A, what would you rate this show overall? Um. A C, C plus. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right there with you. In fact, maybe a B minus. Really? Would you well, go that far? 
Well, yeah. And I'll explain why later. Okay. For me, after watching this, and we talked about it briefly, uh, the Karate Kid now gets bumped up to a B- minus for me. And (laughs) 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 solely because that show had Miyagi and (laughs) this show would land at a solid C. I think I'll give it a C. No, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the reason why I'm thinking of B minus is because of the there is somewhat of a formula to the show, but I like how they did different things. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't always specifically one specific thing or that they were after or they were trying to do. There was a little bit of variety. Uh, Compared for, yeah, to just get the, the shrine again. Yeah. But then, you know, there are other formulatic things that. Mm-hmm pop up that do get redundant and you know that's probably normal for a kid's cartoon you know what i'm gonna i and i totally agree with you i think i will say this season one i'll probably put at like a c c minus but once season two kicks in i will put that at a c plus to a b minus i'll agree with you there because it does get a little better yeah yeah they kind of figure out what like what was working and what wasn't and one thing I will say is that I'm I'm a fan of the fact that they were able to start like for a few episodes at least they kind of they were like it wasn't always just Mother Brain King Hippo and Eggplant Wizard because that was getting stale for me for a while where I was like all right I get it every once in a while Doctor Wily or the Dragon Lord or whatever his name is might show up but like for the most part it was those three fucking shit up all the time like Team Rocket. Yeah. Um, but in season two, when Ganon started coming in, and then like they had a few other villains that were that was uh, a funny episode. Yeah. <laughs> Where like Ganon's first getting resurrected. It, it was almost too perfect. Like yeah. <laughs> he's like a little shrivel up baby sucking on a bottle or whatever, and he's yeah, got he's like, like the <laughs> goo eyes, and then when he gets wished with all of his evil back to life, he he turns into the evil looking Ganon. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and um uh, so for the listeners, uh this Captain N in season two ends up doing quite a few different crossovers with the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, it's you can call it a continuation, I guess, um, because they kind of aged Zelda and Link up just slightly, and it's supposed to be like they've been living in peace for a little while without Ganon, but they brought back the original voice actors of that show, so that's kind of cool. It's like an yeah. unofficial sequel. And I was really confused at first because I I do remember we talked about that, and I remember watching one of the one of the Link episodes, and I was thinking to myself, "Wait a minute, this guy doesn't sound like the Link from the Zelda cartoon." And then as soon as I heard a "Hey," I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, that that is the guy. <laughs> it is him." You wow. know, it was it seems like a missed opportunity because I didn't hear him say, "Well, excuse me." Yo, princess. I was waiting for that. I was <laughs> like sitting there thinking, like, "Yo, prove it to me." Prove it to me you're the guy. Prove, yeah, prove that you're that link. Prove that you're <laughs> that link. And instead, oh. he's like, whoa, man, you know what? This <laughs> yeah, isn't a game. So this edgy. is real life. 
<laughs> got like mad at uh, he got mad at Kevin because Kevin's like I played this game numerous times and Link's like oh, it's not a game. Well, can you blame him? I mean, well, true. <laughs> well, so I mean, not to go that deep into it, but I mean, like there it is. You know, you have the quintessential Link, one of the most loved video game characters in all of history, and he's limited to for all those nerds out there being stuck on a ROM, a RAM cartridge. So basically every time the game is booted up, a fresh link begins, but link doesn't know that. So when Kevin walks in saying, I played this game hundreds of times, Link's sitting there thinking, what? What? I haven't played. And then he's like, what the fuck, man? No way. This is real life. (laughs) <laughs> and I just love the pissing contest that he ended yeah, up great. getting into for like no, I guess oh because you know what it was he gets really jealous too. Which is yeah, because Zelda gives watch. um Zelda gives uh Kevin a smooch on the cheek, which anyone that's watched the Legend of Zelda series knows that Link pines for a kiss for, for like whole, two seasons or whatever that was the <laughs> one season that the original Zelda was. <laughs> and then here's this guy that just kind of popped in for two seconds and already he got that fucking kiss. No, literally, let's just talk about that and expand that subject <laughs> for another couple minutes because Zelda was definitely on Captain N's shit. As soon as he appeared and as soon as he whipped out his gun in one of those episodes, Link didn't really have much of a chance for the rest of that episode. <laughs> and I think maybe like whoever wrote the show and, and then finally played Zelda, by the way, like after like a season or two, finally played The Legend of Zelda for the first time. He played as Link. He's sitting there thinking... Oh, wow, this crap. guy's been through some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we have to make another episode where Link looks cool so that, you know, in like the next Link episode, he pulls out his sword, does some shit, and Zelda goes back to Link, hops on his arm. Everything's right in the world. <laughs> how many um how many Link episodes did you get through, do you think? Three. I, I think I saw four. Were you drunk? No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, no, definitely bait. <laughs> again, I highly recommend. Huh, there it is again. Highly, I highly recommend you watch the show. Bait. It might be a little too much if you're not <laughs> under the influence of something. Hmm. Um, like the show or another show, Captain N. Uh, yeah, I actually really liked the second uh, episode with Link in it when they team up um, and Link and uh, Kevin are kind of like, oh, you know what? We're going to ditch all the useless people and me and you are going to hop in and try and ch- I forget who they were chasing. They were chasing someone. But you remember then they made friends with Pero the cat. Who was just no. like this. Oh, no. It's- see, like, uh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, it was the it was the guy that got displaced in time and was trying to make it back. Oh, to his yeah, own that time. guy was a yeah. I, I you know what? I actually like that guy. He was a dick, but he was also he, a friendly dick. Yeah, like he came back and like gave him the gun. Well, he gave him a tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And then he dropped off the gun with him in the end. Um, oh, spoilers. <laughs> this whole show is spoilers. But yeah, so I was I. Because I was like, wow, that concept is so fucking good. Like, they could have made, they could have taken that cat character and, like, gave him his own show. Like, I kind of want to watch that show of, like, this time-displaced cat 
that keeps trying <laughs> to get back to his own time. Like it sounded fucking awesome. And I was like, and he teamed up with Link and Captain N. I was like, all right, dude, this show is pretty cool. So then I started looking into who the cat was. And I guess um there is a video game based off of that cat. Uh, oh, interesting. he's in a bunch of anime stuff in fact i think he's in whenever is it a nipoplex i think usually like a, a a production company that like makes a bunch of anime where they'll like the signia shows that cat interesting. uh what toei animation well just is that para- what you're to? No, no no oh is it toei i mean toei animation has an image of a cat i think yeah that's para yep okay and there's been a couple of animes about him so so like i was like yeah wow this this is kind of he looks like a cat that should be in the three musketeers if i had to describe him to the listeners yeah there you go um but that was a pretty good episode uh do you have any episodes that you saw tone that you think might um maybe stand out to the listeners Uh, see i uh for me, anything with Link in it, like it made it kind of beasting through the like season one. Just I mean, that's where I was episodes. leading to, and but then yeah. maybe like the mother brain one where she takes over the whole Captain N team and all that. Oh shit. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I will say I liked Mega Man's nice birthday. Um, oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, where he gets some. Yeah, that's the um, season one finale is uh, Mega Man's birthday. He wants to become a real live boy, and they go through this whole Pinocchio-style story. uh, They they even fight a whale at the end. They talk to a cricket to get to, like, uh, what he needs to. And Dr. Light had recently just been like, hey, Mega Man, happy birthday. Um Here's a like little sister that I made for you, and it's also a girl. And Mega Man, for no reason, is like, I don't fucking want a little robot sister. I don't want a robot. I want to be a real boy. Yeah. And then he just goes on this adventure, and the end team's like, well, I guess we better go after him. Mm-hmm. And so like, and then like, even Doctor Light goes after him. So like, he's got to make it to some kind of. I don't know if she's like a genie or like some kind of like mystical fairy. We'll call her the face in the sky because that's really what she was. Um, that wow, grants that like a deep. wish. <laughs> and uh, so he's got to do all these different kinds of like, um, what would you call them? Quest to make mm. it to that chick. And then he'll be granted life. So he won't be a robot anymore. Um, I'm actually. Yeah. Was he granted life? Yeah. They at Mega the end Man? of the yeah, at the end of the episode, she goes, You are now a real boy. And I thought that he was gonna do like this big human reveal. And instead he looks the exact same, and all he does is walk up to the rest of the group and he goes, Look, look, you can hear it. Now listen to my beating heart. And then you just hear it, the thump, the thump, <laughs> the thump. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. And then like <laughs> Dr. Um, Dr. Light goes up to Mega Man and he's like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. By the way, I already had um, Mega Girl come and do this whole mission. Uh, It was a trick from the whole end team and Dr. Light to get Mega Man to this chick to make him into a real boy. And um, Dr. Light had already done it to Mega Girl 
did the entire journey with her, made her human too. So the end of the episode is that they're both not robots. They both have beating hearts, still look the exact same. And that's kind of it. But it was a cool episode. Wow. The one before that, I forget what that one's called. I liked like the final two episodes of uh, the first season. Oh, it's a Metroid Sweet Metroid, which was episode 12 of season one. Mother Brain tricks the end team into thinking she is defeated and uses the distraction of the end team's victory to conquer video land. I think that was the one you were talking about. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So cool things about the show is I guess it was like pretty popular. It was like popular, but not. I mean, it was popular enough to do three seasons, even though Season three is only like seven episodes. Why don't we go into some of the voice actors? How did you like the voice acting? Did you think that was okay at least, Tone? Oh, yeah, totally. It sounded in line with pretty much the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think the voice actors did a good job. I don't think anything sound. Well, Kid Icarus, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Um, So I'll start off. So Gary Chalk, who played King Hippo. Donkey Kong, Count Dracula, Rush, Bayou Billy, Mal Kill, Mayor Squaresley, and many other additional voices, is also known for voicing Optimus Primal in Transformers Beast Wars, Optimus Prime in Transformers Armada, Energon, and Cybertron, Captain Dogstar, and Al Negator in Bucky O'Hare, Fucking love that show. Bucky O'Hare in the Toad Wars. He plays He-Man in the New Adventures of He-Man and Dr. Robotnik in Sonic Underground. This is just to name a few. Ian James Corlett. He plays Dr. Willie, Alucard, Harrow, Mega Man, season three only. He is also known for voicing such characters as Mega Man and Rush in the 1994 Mega Man series, Cheetor and Transformers Beast Wars, Coconuts and Robotnik Jr. on The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Glitch Bob on Reboot, and finally, Adult Goku, Master Roshi and Kui in the Saban dub of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I thought that was uh, kind of cool that he not only played Dr. Wily, but he also goes on to play Mega Man in a different series but he's played both both ends of the spectrum there yeah um next is michael donovan he plays eggplant wizard and a bunch of other additional voices but no one major uh he also is known for voicing x or mega man x in that same series that we just mentioned uh with the last guy wes weasley in the adventures of sonic the hedgehog conan of Conan the Adventurer, Carnage on Spider-Man Unlimited, and Big Bear and Cold Burst on G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Matt Hill, Kevin Keane, and Captain N. He is also known for voicing main character Kira Yamato and Gundam Seed, Base.exe on Mega Man NT Warrior, Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, in Benkotsu of Inuyasha. I felt like the Ed from Ed and Nettie really fucking threw me for a loop. Yeah, of everyone that, that he voices. <laughs> <laughs> Buttered toast. How many Ed's can he have in an Ed Ed? 
<laughs> it just threw me for a loop. And then, like, you've seen the memes now where they show Ed from Ed and Nettie, but he sings, Josie's on a vacation far away. And it sounds like perfectly matched up. Uh, <laughs> good times. Good times. All right. Uh, next, we have Doc Harris as the narrator. Like I'd mentioned before, there's a few different tie-ins with Dragon Ball Z with uh, Captain N, ironically enough. Uh, He is known for being the voice of the narrator in the Canadian dub of Dragon Ball Z, including the first three movies, uh, Dead Zone, Triamite, and uh, World's Strongest. Not in that order. Alessandro Giuliani, Kid Icarus, he is also well known for voicing L from the Death Note series. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Death Note? Oh, yeah, the whole series. Yeah, shit's nuts. Gambit and X Men Evolution and Night Scream and Beast Machines. Transformers, Alessandro was the youngest cast member, being only 11 years old when he began. So, yeah, he's the one that's all like, Icarus, oh. Maximus Ickis, and you're just like, oh, okay, Kid Icarus, I get, I yeah, get. Yeah, look it. at how far he's gone. Look at that. It's crazy. From Goes. having an Ickis and his Mickus. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, now he just kills people with a notebook. Or, or is L the person who prevents that? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, L's the one who solves the murder, Kira's the one who causes the murder. Yeah, yeah. Or also known as light. Look at that. He's solving another person's mess. Um, Okay, next is Andrew Cavendas. He plays Simon Belmont. Uh, Not much well-known roles are under his belt, except he did voice Bruce Banner in Fantastic Four World's Greatest Heroes, which was like an anime version of the Fantastic Four. I liked it. It was a good show. Um, Yeah. He does play Celine's father in the live-action vampire movie Underworld Evolution, which is also a great series. Doug Parker plays Mega Man. He is well-known for voicing Prince Adam in The New Adventures of He-Man, Mirage and Tidal Wave and Transformers Armada and Energon, Shenron and Dragon Ball, that's a cool one, and Starstream and Pterosaur and Beast Wars Transformers. Now, Shenron and Dragon Ball, is that the Ocean Dub or is that Funimation? I believe these are all Ocean Dubs. Ah, cool. Because it's Canadian, so I think I think they're all Canadian actors. You, you, you know, the Ocean Dub of Dragon Ball Z was pretty cool. They got apparently it was, right, apparently when it was first being showed here in America, the ocean dub, what was the first dub shown only for like the first season or two, yeah. and then they switched to the Funimation dub. Yeah, and then when they read uh, those two seasons, they yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, next is Levy Stubbs. Credited as Levy Stubbs Jr. He plays Mother Brain. And he is also known for voicing Aubrey II in the 1986 adaptation of Little Shops of Horror. You know the giant piranha plant thing? No. Have you You've never heard of Little Shop of Horrors? Nope. With, um... Uh, who's the guy from Spaceballs? Oh, I always fuck his name up. Rick um, Moranis. Oh, okay, yeah. 
so he's in a movie with him, and it's basically like a Rick Moran. Oh, maybe runs. I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very hard not to have heard of Little Shop before. He like feeds people to the piranha plant. Yeah. So, but he does like <laughs> the same exact voice that he does for Mother Brain when you like put them side by side. It, it's the same exact voice. Better mind your manners. Better change your tone. Don't you threaten me, son. You got a lot of gold. We're gonna do things my way. Oh, we won't do things at all. But here's here's an even cooler fact than that. Levy Stubbs is best known as the lead vocalist of the R&B group The Four Tops. Which was like uh, that back in uh, Motown, very very big Motown band. Oh, cool! So that's how we first got famous, and then it's like it's so random that he would just do the, the not only the movie, but then like this role out of all the cartoons. <laughs> he was like a weird looking brain in a in a jar. Sign me up! I'm there. <laughs> All right, uh, why don't you go into the next person, Tone? Oh, thank you. I totally forgot about my cue. Venus Terzo, Princess Lana, Medusa, and Kevin's mom, voice orally. That's actually pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Kevin's uh, quote-unquote love interest is also the voice His of mother? his mortal enemy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clean your you know what they say find Uh, someone that's like your mother (laughs) well you know i mean if you really think about it when he gets older you know i mean he's gonna end up with a woman who's gonna tell him to take out the trash anyway and all that other shit so clint doesn't really change ironically she's also known for voicing black arachnia (laughs) on transformers (laughs) gene gray and x-men evolution (laughs) the female ranma Satomi and oh Ranma, my sister loves that series. I got into that back in middle school because of a uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he eats a, a bowl of soup and he turns into a chick, right? No, 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 what happens. no, he has to have either hot or cold water dropped on him because yeah. like, it's a martial arts thing. And him and his dad were like training in the mountains in China or something, and they fell into these hot springs. He becomes a girl when he falls into cold water and i think his dad or hot water and his dad becomes a panda it kind of becomes like a dragon ball z thing where like it's mostly about fighting by the end of it but it's there's like a lot of nudity and this girl used to bring these uh manga to school and used to give them to me to read so i'm sitting there and i'm reading and reading and reading and one day like i had it on the side of me and one of my teachers walks up and picks up the book and like flips through it 
And like clearly there's all these <laughs> naked women. Mind you, I'm in middle school. And like all these <laughs> naked women. He just kind of like does this surprise look and looks at me. And I'm sitting there like, oh. And he just kind of like casually puts the book down and like taps it and then walks away. <laughs> well, that's a good teacher. Yeah, it's like ah, a pervy teacher. <laughs> it was like, oh, you and I were very similar, young Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I too like cartoon women. <laughs> uh, next is uh, Duke was just played by some guy named Tom Wright, which I feel is like weird that they would just bring some random dude to play that one character. And I, I could find nothing about him either. But just to bring him to play the dog, I would figure maybe they would have like another character who's already doing a bunch of voices anyways, just come in and go like, rush, rush, rush. Well, yeah, I mean, like, or why not have like a real why... dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Fido. Make the voice. <laughs> yeah, just like, Ready? Imagine and it's like, imagine like Kevin like talks to like the dog and the dog is like, <laughs> and it's like a real dog bark. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next is the one, the only Frank Welker who we have talked about numerous times on this show. He is in a ton of cartoons. He is best known for voicing Fred Jones in the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? But currently he plays both Fred and Scooby-Doo. Uh, I don't want to go too much into him just because we have done so much on Frank Welker already. So go back to any of our old previous. Uh, we have a Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? episode. Um, so go check those out, and uh, you'll hear all about them. Jonathan Potts and Cynthia Preston reprised their roles as Link and Princess Zelda from the Legend of Zelda series that used to run alongside the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It's a football. I chiseled it. It's a stone, asshole. <laughs> stone. <laughs> a football. <For> the... <laughs> What was that like, Luigi fumbling the ball or some shit? <laughs> I can't. Every time I watch any of these now, that's all I all I think about is the it's YouTube like, poops. It, I might actually put those. Up. I might put those on the Facebook page. <laughs> you, that you you listeners might enjoy that. So check out our uh, flashback cartoon hour Facebook page. All right, continue, Tony. This made me laugh. For the most part, the episodes can be viewed in any order, but there are some exceptions. Kevin in Video Land must happen first, as it explains the origins of Kevin being summoned from the real world. Even though it happens in every single opening episode title, but let that go. In the Video <laughs> Olympics, Mega Trouble for Megaland takes place before Happy Birthday Mega Man, which actually is important because that doesn't happen in the beginning title. This is because the former episode is Kevin's first time meeting Dr. Light. Game Boy is the first episode of season two and introduces the character Game Boy to the rest of the end team. And finally, Quest for the Potion of Power is the first Link Zelda crossover in the series. Let me just take a minute to expand upon the fact that the Game Boy character was probably like the most accurate character of the show. 
so meaning like <laughs> the, meaning like the Game Boy character like looks the most like what you would expect a Game Boy, and you know the Game Boy does talk and it says useful things like no data, can't read data, <laughs> error, which is, error, which is pretty accurate if you don't happen to have a Game Boy cartridge in your Game Boy, it can't be read. So you know that was pretty accurate. Anyway. Uh, did did you enjoy the Game Boy character edition? I kind of liked him. I enjoyed him as a character than almost every other character except for Kevin. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. Because that was the most, like, that was the most <laughs> accurate character, I think, <laughs> on the show. In terms of what what they thought a Game Boy was. Uh, the, working, <laughs> uh, the working title of... of of the show was originally Captain Nintendo, the Game Master. But as you know, there are too many vowels in that, so it had to be changed as the <laughs> network did not, did not want the word Nintendo in the title. They felt it would be blatant advertising, and they're not wrong, especially with, the <laughs> especially with everything else that's in the <laughs> <Yeah>. cartoon. <laughs> hey, well, while you're watching the show, buy our cereal too. The end cereal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And you're not literally there's like in one episode, uh, Kevin's literally like, yeah, you won't be as cool as me if you don't have your zapper and your game pad. I'm like, oh, kids went out and bought a bazillion after that. You know, Yo, literally, I mean, he sold the whole generation. It's like, uh, yeah, apparently you know, this show Kevin. actually did like a lot of good business for Nintendo. No, I believe like it, it actually helped people go buy the games and go try them. And then they were probably shocked as fuck to find out that these games are nothing like the cartoon. <laughs> well, see, but then, you know, there's a line to be drawn because if you think about it, there's a lot of liberty to be had. And I mean, they definitely took liberties. But the thing is, is that like back in the day, I mean, like with the graphics, like people people really wanted to see what samus looked like without her suit and it wasn't mm -hmm. really much because it was just pixelated kerblocky yeah. and if you really think about that you can do anything with that i True. feel like it would be a lot harder nowadays where characters are so detailed and if you don't stick to the script but anyway well i feel like that's easily agreeable for icarus and mega man but like if you're watching Captain N and you're playing like Simon and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Well, I'm going to go play Simon. And then like Simon one looks no, nothing totally like apparently the reason why Simon looks the way he does is Simon's one of the only characters that they wanted to actually look like the voice actor. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's kind of stupid too, but whatever. also it's pretty stupid. <laughs> uh, so again, for the listeners, uh, Simon looks like a mix between Simon Belmont from Castlevania and Johnny Bravo from <laughs> the Johnny Bravo true, television actually. series, <laughs> and he acts just like Johnny Bravo. So, uh, oh yeah, but without the Elvis complex, yeah, without the Elvis impersonation. <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. Do the monkey. <laughs> oh, um, the episode "House Bayou" has two different versions. The original version aired on September sixteenth, nineteen. 89 and never again it had a lot of unfinished slashed raw animation 
different music slash dialogue slash scenes and so on and so forth and a lot of other differences the quote-unquote finished version aired uh, on aired all subsequent times after that strangely the dvd includes the rare first version and not the latter um better known version which tony you bought the dvd so it would have this version on it so like oh, literally when they're uh to paint the picture here pun intended uh there's a scene where like kevin falls over and an alligator is coming toward him and like in it's like they forgot to basically put the background in so it's just like the alligator going at kevin and then the rest of the background's all just gray and then like it kind of the next scene like it like it kind of skips to the next thing and boom they're back in the bayou but it like happens a few times where it's like they just forgot to animate the rest of it i'll have to watch that again i mean i guess that basically means that when the DVD came out, Shout Factory must have somehow had access to the negatives or or mm. source material to be able oh, to do that to begin yeah. with. Or why would they want to? Well, so some people are interested in animation preservation, and gotcha. I think this is true of all cartoons, especially if you think about uh, the Looney Tunes as an example. You know, there are some examples of shorts that can't be found on TV or are edited or can't mm-hmm. be found anywhere really on modern media uh, true very true for, uh, uh beavis and butthead i think the beavis and butthead series like i think on dvd currently you can't find certain episodes and um oh. uh, the dvds contain heavily edited versions of the syndication basically what that means is for some of the stuff that first aired, like you either may have had to either get it on VHS or have or have seen it, it when it aired. Yeah. 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 And, um, so I think a lot of people are interested in that kind of stuff. And I think yeah, it's a, it's a day, big collection type of thing, yeah, which is funny yeah. enough that, that you accidentally got this version. Cause that's something that you would go out and get. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I like DVDs. I like physical media, but um, oh, dude, cool. but just like specifically nice with, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, cool. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I can't wait to watch some unfinished garbage. Uh, <laughs> it's the season- second episode of season one, by the way. Oh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, for season two, the show aired in an hour-long block in between two episodes of The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers three. For season three, the series was reduced to uh, 11 minutes as it shared a half-hour time slot with Super Mario World. Seven episodes were new, while six were reruns. In order to fill up the other six time slots, five episodes from the first two seasons were edited down to 11 minutes. Uh, The Captain N comic book was published by Valiant Comics as part of the Nintendo Comics system in 1990. I've never heard of that before, actually. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Despite being based on the television cartoon of the same name, it was actually quite different from the show. The comics had a more serious tone than the cartoon. Additionally, all third-party characters, Simon, Mega Man, Dr. Light, The Count, and Dr. Willie were not in the comic. Samus Aran, who never appeared in the cartoon, was a recurring character who (laughs) falls in love with Kevin and becomes Lana's rival for his affections. That would happen in comic book land. Mm Mm-hmm. 
uh, <laughs> you got to keep that drama pumping and uh, all the other things pumping. When asked by a fan why Samus did not appear on the television series, Jeffrey Scott said that he didn't want to write a complicated love triangle. I mean that he never <laughs> heard of her. <laughs> Although the Mario Brothers are only mentioned once the entire series, which happened while we were watching the episode. Many background sound effects from the game Super Mario Brothers 2 can be heard throughout the entire series. Many other Nintendo characters and settings are shown throughout the series run. These include such titles as Dragon Quest, Adventures of Billy Bayou, Castlevania, Mega Man, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Metroid, Final Fantasy, Punch-Out, Tetris, Paperboy, Bo Jackson's Baseball, Jordan vs. Bird, One-on-One, and of course, The Legend of Zelda. So, yeah, that was Captain N, a C, which isn't bad. Uh, would Do you think you're going to continue watching this, Tone? Oh, I mean, I pretty much finished it. I'll be honest. Uh, I wasn't completely watching it. Like, I kind of had it on noise. While yeah, in the, in the background. That makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I would put it stuff. on, like, when Kelsey would fall asleep. And then I would kind of fall asleep and then wake up and hear, like, Oh, my God, I guess. And you're like... Uh, <laughs> I love the DVD player. <laughs> Oops. But, no, I mean, I... I thought it was a pretty uh, good show for what it's worth. I mean, you know, it's it's a cartoon. It's not perfect. Nothing, yeah. Nothing ever is really. No, um, I mean, the, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show wasn't a perfect show at all. They very they don't even act like Mario and uh, Luigi from the video games. But you know what? I still love it. Still yeah, but, loved. Yeah, but there's something to be said for the fact that it's not very engaging as a result like i feel like there are other examples of cartoons that are far more engaging uh gripping and you know maybe it's a matter of personal opinion but like if you want to talk about extremes like the looney tunes is one of them you know certain episodes that just take you in from the beginning to the end and you know there are certain cartoon series as well that happen to do that as well Uh, yeah i remember hearing one of the I remember hearing a fan favorite out there being one of the Batman cartoon series. Oh, yeah, the 90s Batman the Animated Series. Yep. 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 I heard that's a highly, highly regarded series. And um, my so personal opinion, I think it's probably the greatest cartoon series ever created. Oh, uh, well, it might it, be worth looking at again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely <laughs> might be worth an episode. Uh, I, I actually just got Santi into it, and he's about to finish the entire series. Oh, it's all on Batman the Animated Series is all on uh, HBO Max. Now, Captain N, like Tony did, you could buy the DVD set, but if you don't uh, want to shell out the money, I would every episode... <laughs> Yeah, just and watch that, it on YouTube, and that's the thing, right? But yeah, so every episode is, in fact, on YouTube, um, start to finish. No, no hiccups. Great quality to it. I mean, we just watched it and looked totally fine. So, uh, yeah, that's what I did. Um, if you're looking for the better episodes, I recommend going into season two and watching the 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 Link Captain N crossovers. Are definitely something to check out. Hmm. And, and with uh, that note, I think we're going to check out. Oh, okay, yeah. Unless you had some more you wanted to say. Uh, what's also slightly interesting about this, uh, 
And, you know, since we are on the topic of video games and I want to close out as much as the next guy, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But one thing is to be said about the weight of this show in terms of popular culture and the 80s with video games as a whole. If you think about it, Nintendo did all of these different things in their absolute prime. And that is in the American market when the NES was king. Uh, the North American market. Uh, they didn't have many competitors in the Mega Drive. Uh, the Mega Master System, the Sega Master System, didn't really compare in terms of sales. So N- Nintendo kind of had this, um, this, this like branch of media at the time, which is a which was a pretty cool idea because later on in video game history, they stopped doing that altogether. So this TV series is almost a reflection of Nintendo's heyday when they were out there getting their name out, making mm-hmm. serials and the new kids on the block. Yep. Different cartoons of their IP trying to capture an audience. And, you know, I think it worked and this cartoon served the purpose. It's it's not monumental but it's uh yeah it doesn't need to be this mind-blowing thing especially for the kids of the 80s they just were pining to have fucking simon or mega man or kid icarus on the screen like you said um it was just something for them and it's and they latched onto it and you know what they went out, they bought the games, they bought the zapper, they bought, I mean, the, it comes with the, the game pad, but, you know, and for a little <laughs> yeah. while, you got to feel like you were the game master yourself. Yo, imagine if somebody begged their parents to buy them a Nintendo just to get the controller. It's like the kid was like, and then he ties I want to be able to stop time, and I want to be able to beat the shit out of all the bullies who beat me up, and then, you know, he's sitting there with the controller, and he's pushing it. Oh, God. Hey, he's kid, like, give me your lunch thing? money. No, not if I do this first. Boop. <laughs> Nothing happens, and the kid just winds up and punches him in the face. Yes, boom. <laughs> and picks up his core. Mega whoa! Oh man, he's an he's an ickus ickus. (laughs) Oh man, he's dedicus. (laughs) That was perfect. I hear they're looking for a voice actor for the reboot. Apparently, there is a film um, in the works of what Uh, of Captain N. Oh no, shit. Yes. Oh, they want to make it into a live action movie. That's interesting. So Nintendo, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. That sounds interesting. It'd be interesting if he like was live action. It'd probably get sucked in and be like CGI at this point, you know? Yeah. Or like (laughs) if they have Samus in the show. Although you never know now with the <laughs> graphics they have now, I bet they could like just suck him in. He almost looks pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, or maybe he just puts on a helmet and then he's there. <laughs> Nothing really dramatic. Yeah. Well, mom, thanks for the VR set. Don't forget to clean your room. Clean out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> Hits his inhaler. <laughs> I'm the game master. I'm the game master. <laughs> All right. And on that note, 
your boy is hungry, so I'm going to go make me some num-nums. You guys, thank you, and tune in for the next time. We got some great things coming uh, your way. So uh, thank you for listening, and uh, have a good night, or good morning, or good evening. Have it your way. Have it your way. Have it your way. Have it your way. <laughs> We're going to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, have it your way, Dan. The Burger King that. just, like, breaks through my door over here and just starts beating me up. It's my fucking soaking. My yeah. fucking soaking. <laughs> Where's my retribution, dickle? Have it Where your way. It? Have it my way, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you'll have it my way. <laughs> no, you hope. <laughs> Imagine they teamed up with that link. That would suck. That'd be the end of it. All right, Prola. I'll let you go. Yeah, peace uh, out, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Yep. Have a good night, man. All right. Peace and chicken grease. <laughs> <laughs>